Welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 191. My name is Chris Britton, and let's go! Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com. Where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of the latest HeroClick singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio today is my sexy ranch hand co-host, Calder Ness. What's going on, Calder? Out of there, Chris. Not much. Just got done watching the big game. Yeah, that is tonight. Uh, I've not watched the Super Bowl in like 10 years, so I hope you had fun. I, I did. I did. It was okay. I really wasn't even going to watch it this year, but it was a fun game to watch. So, what's going on with you? Uh, I went to <laughs> a macaroni and cheese festival today. <laughs> Lucky son of a gun. That, when you say it out loud, it sounds extremely stupid. And maybe it is. A little bit. But realistically, it was amazing. <laughs> um, Jaylene and I... We paid like 20 bucks a ticket to get into this macaroni and cheese festival where there were like 20-plus macaronis to taste and sample. And we just walked around and got macaroni and ate it, and it was so, it was so good. <laughs> Sounds like a magical experience. Ugh. I learned something today. I did not know this was possible, but I learned something today, and that is it is possible – to not like macaroni. Oh. Yeah, no joke. So I think I tried like 13 plus macaronis, okay? I had at least two of them that I was like, what is this? This is not good. This is not good macaroni. Sounds like that macaroni had Cheez-Its in it, so it was. Enough. I had macaroni today that had uh, crushed up. Lay's potato chips. Uh, let's see. Gold gold uh, crackers. The goldfish crackers. Goldfish. Yeah, Snack no. That like, smiles back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was. We had macaroni that had uh, shrimp in it. It was weird, man. Oh. There was like it was it was weird. Now, however, I did have a lot of fantastic macaroni today. <laughs> Ah, uh, whatever. Uh, come to Indianapolis, where we have macaroni and cheese festivals, folks. Yay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, welcome to Dial H. Dial H covers the game of Hero Flakes and other nerd-related content. So let's talk about some news about the nerd-related content. I just thought we talked about macaroni and cheese. Okay. Well, I mean, last week, what were we talking about last week that we... Sting. <laughs> sting. Yeah, it was a WD. Sting podcast. All yeah. Right. So, um, let's talk about some actual news. Uh, this is not concerning HeroClick itself, but the actual uh, MCU, possibly. Uh, comicbook.com put out an article, and the article is titled, Sony Entertainment, including uh, Spider-Man, might be up for sale. And I'm going to read just uh, the very first paragraph of this. 
Industry experts are speculating Sony's film and television assets could be headed for sale following the news that Kaz Hirai will step down from his position of chief executive where he'll be replaced by chief financial officer Kinichiro Yoshida. So, we were here, Dial H, as a podcast, when we thought we heard rumors that Fox was going to be acquired by Marvel, by Disney. We followed Hmm. that all the way to the end. This is the first rumor that I have heard of Sony following suit. So I wanted to jump on this at the beginning. We will see. I don't know if it will pan out, but we will see. I wanted to get your thoughts on this, Calder. It would be great to see the mouse take over just the entirety of the MCU. Uh, It kind of sounds scary, but I like the idea of having all of the Marvel properties completely and fully under one roof. So... If Sony is actually, Sony Entertainment, is purchased by Disney, uh, we don't have to ever really worry about whether a character is going to not appear in the MCU anymore. Exactly. So, I think that's pretty sweet. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. However, I think we touched base on this about anti-monopoly laws inside of the United States, Uh, Marvel being owned by Disney, who acquired Fox, got really close to getting a monopoly on the film industry. Uh, So I can only speculate that acquiring Sony will, like, put it past that tipping point. Ooh, maybe. So I guess we'll see. Uh... Like I said, just a rumor at this point, but if it happens, then um, it's good for comic book fans. It's really weird when it comes to, like, anti-monopoly laws in the United States and what will happen and whether it will be allowed to happen. By the way, that is actually a thing. Uh, Sometimes laws will step in and just not let acquisitions like this occur. Huh. So, um, we'll, we'll find out. So, that's a rumor. We'll move on to the next bit of news that I found, which was um, a Doctor Strange piece of news. So, Doctor Strange, right? Uh, yep, that in, guy. In, in, cool, in the MCU. Great mustache. <laughs> Great mustache. Uh, facial hair, bro. Facial hair, yeah. Um, so, title of the article, and this is going to come from Gizmodo, but a fan found an undiscovered Doctor Strange Easter egg at the perfect time which is really stupid title um but uh so uh the director of the movie scott derrickson actually tweeted out and said i've waited two years for somebody to notice this and what did someone finally notice uh dr strange uh in the movie i think it's right when he has his accident uh in the car when he crashes and stuff like that or Right before that? Okay. I'm not sure. Um, they show the date. The date is February 2nd. And what is important about the February 2nd date? None other than Groundhog Day. Day. And if you've never seen Groundhog Day, Groundhog is a day with Bill Murray where he just basically repeats the same day over and over and over and over again, a.k.a. some uh, – crazy stuff going on with the idea the concept of time right and that occurred on february 2nd groundhog day and 
as you know, in the movie, Doctor Strange, he gets into a weird time loop where he keeps repeating the same thing over and over again when he is confronting Dormammu. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Yes, exactly. So I thought that that was pretty cool. Pretty, uh, it's one of those, like, little Easter eggs that it does not affect your viewing pleasure in any way, shape, or form, but it's kind of interesting to know later on. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. <laughs> Agre- nah. Stop that for it gets annoying. Uh, well, I mean, you, you actually, when I first watched the movie for the first time, I yes. got to that point in the movie, and I was like, is this going to end? That that actual time loop. It'd be great part. if it just kept going and just the reddits, reddits, the credits rolled. So that that was interesting to me. I just like little things like that. I thought people out there might appreciate them as well. All right, last bit of news that I found this week is actually going to be some DC news, comics wise, and that's going to be from uh, CBR.com. DC Comics announces Batman and Catwoman's wedding date. That is correct. Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle, Selena Kyle. are going to get be getting married. That's going to occur Wednesday, July 4th in the comic books. Happy so, Independence Day, comic book world. Yeah. The uh, darkest that, brooding character gets married. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because this has obviously been a theme that has played out like a million times in the past where Batman and, and Catwoman, Selena Kyle, they like – they're on again, off again, and you don't know what's going on and stuff like that. But they're getting married, finally. And that's going to occur in Batman number 50. Ooh, nice. Which, which will come out, I believe, in July. So, fun fact about the entire proposal of Bruce to Catwoman. The entire event of Warren Jokes and Riddles on the Batman series, written by Tom King, which had the greatest character ever introduced into comics, remade to be much cooler. So, obviously, I'm talking about Kite Man, hell yeah. Hell yeah. The entire War of Jokes and Riddles is Batman, like, talking to Selina while they're pretty much done, you know, doing the do in the bedroom. And he's just going over the War of Jokes and Riddles. And at the very end of all of it, he proposes to her. That's when he pops the question. So it's actually at that event when he asks her. So it's really cool to see it now, you know, come full circle with the whole wedding and everything. That's That's pretty cool. And... I would like to point out to bring in a little bit back to the idea of Heroclix as a game. Maybe, possibly, we'll get another Selena Kyle with the Batman family keyword in the not-too-distant future, and you can add her to your Batman family keyword teams. That would be nice. I'd like to see that. We'll find out. Okay, Calder. That, that's I, uh... all. That's all I had on news. What did you find this week? About the first time I've ever found anything for news this week. But circulating, one of the more newer accusations that Heroclix got is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, we we all kind of like the Nickelodeon series. We're really 3D animation is really cool. But they're going to be changing it up here, 2018. More 2D-style animation, and they have all these cool redesigns. Found the article at Nerdist.com. The rise of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has first look at some character redesigns. We see the main four. It looks like Raph has a completely different weapon along with Mikey. Raph has Tonfas instead, which are basically like a police baton. And he looks just huge. Uh, Donatello, much smaller, obviously. He still has his bow staff, but it has kind of a mace thing on the end of it, which is interesting. Leonardo, still 
rocking the katana, just a single katana, it looks like. And I do not know what Mikey has. I literally have no idea. It's basically like a cheeseburger on a chain with spikes <laughs> coming out of it. I really don't know. All of their weapons, except for Donatello's, have some weird aura around them, like crackling fire or electricity. So it's interesting to see if that's going to play up a really crazy, not really a hyper-violent look, but maybe have really cool fight scenes if they're going to be putting this much effort into their weapons being flashy. A few other character redesigns we do see is April O'Neil. She is a little different, I would say. She is now, instead of being the normal April we know, the ginger, I guess, yeah, she's a ginger. Uh, now she is African-American. And she has a completely different costume. It's not the, like, jumpsuit or anything. She kind of has a yellow... She actually kind of looks like Queen Bee to me. Anyways, hairstyle, you know? Yeah, For yeah. Teen Titans. It, and it's she, also not a, like, yellowish color as much as it's kind of a greenish color. Yeah. Like, Iron true. Fist is what it kind of looks like to me. Agreed. So she has that... And she herself has this weird energy bats kind of along the same lines of the turtle weapon so i'll be interested to see where that goes splinter is probably my least favorite redesign not that they changed much about him but he looks horrible uh so go see for yourself it just looks just bad i don't know what they did they really dropped the ball on splinter whoever yeah, drew... no, it, it really it looks stupid i don't understand why <laughs> They decided to launch another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle series when they already have an ongoing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle series. Which is really good, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there's that. And I also like want to point out that there are just random little things I feel like they just stuck on the characters and in, in these designs that they didn't have to but they just chose to do so like Raphael has this random bandage across the front of his turtle shell and Michelangelo has random like lightning bolt tattoos across the front of his turtle shell what uh, I do like for Michelangelo though is his knee pads have smiley faces on them for some reason so like I, I guess plus for being creative but at the same time, I just want to—I want to know why. Why launch this? Yeah, I have no idea. I thought the current show was really good, so I don't know what's with this new cartoon. I, I we have, shall see. I have no idea. But this being so new, though, we can probably guarantee they won't be in the next turtle set. But if they ever do another one, they have the potential to show up. That's for sure. Oh, that's very true. Uh, if you do not know, the 2012 animated series actually did a really fantastic job of doing a crossover event with the original. Uh, it was like, what, 1988 Turtles animated series? Ah. They did a, like an episode or two crossover where they really do bring in the old Turtles with the old animation style. They use the old villains. They use the old uh, music associated with oh, wow. it. They did a fantastic job. It was a very nice homage and brought them in and had all eight turtles interact with each other. It was so cool. Nice. So because they are willing to cross actual universes with the 2012 series, there is a possibility 
that they are willing to have the 2012 turtles interact with this brand new set of turtles. Very cool. I like that. Yeah. So if nothing else, I mean, maybe this new series won't take off that well, but mm, I, I don't know. We'll see, right? We'll see. We shall see. All right. Let's get into actual hero clicks. Uh, let's talk about an OP kit that is going to be what sometime released soon. I don't. It says M17. I don't understand that. Yeah, it's weird. So obviously it's going to come out this year, not last year. But three new characters come out, and uh, all of which belong to the X Men X Men franchise. Why don't you tell me about the first character, Caller? Absolutely. The very first character is a new face in Hero Clicks, uh, Leela Cheney. Leela Cheney. Either way, she's only 25 points, has the X-Men team ability, Celebrity, New Mutants, and X-Men keyword. She is four clicks deep. She has an entire dial of 17 defense with energy shield deflection, uh, 9 and 8 attacks, 2 and 1 damage, and then 14, 13, 12, and 11 on speed with a special speed power. And it is, hang on, gang, we're going for a ride. Leela Cheney can use phasing teleport and the carry ability. If Leela is on a New Mutants or X-Men themed team, she may carry up to four characters, regardless of their speed symbols. When she uses the carry ability and ends her movement within five squares of her starting area, after actions resolve, deal her one unavoidable damage. So this is new. This is something we've never seen before. You actually get punished for trying to play it a little safe in the beginning. I mean... With a 14 speed, you're going to be super easy to move out of your starting area and that five squares. But if you ever, like, retreat that far back, you are going to take some damage for it. I will say that a an entire dial, which, you know, we talk about how there's probably about a 10-point-per-click dial, right? You have a four-click dial yeah. for 25 points, first of all. Yeah. Solid defense. Yes, solid, solid defense. That was going to be my second. Uh, 17, the whole die with energy shield deflection. That's fantastic. And then lastly, I just want to point out that she has the X-Men team ability, which even if you're just using her as a teleporter, which I assume that you're probably going to because she has no other purpose, you can use the X-Men team ability. Absolutely. X-Men team ability and, of course, theme probs. Yep. Once she's already carried your team up. Hashtag probs. <laughs> All right, well, moving on. It's been a while since we got him. Now, this is a reuse of a sculpt, but that's fine because it's actually pretty awesome. We got uh, Longshot. Uh, Longshot's coming in at 55 points with no team affiliation. Celebrity, Mojoverse, and X-Men keywords. Now, he's printed zero range, but don't worry about that. Uh, we have top dial... Leap and Climb with 9 speed, 10 attack with a special attack power, 17 defense with super senses, and because X-Men hero clicks just all the time have probability control, we have yet another probability control piece for your usage. So 5 clicks long for 55 points, which is great. Uh, the special attack power reads as such, Throwing Knives. Long shot has a range value of 4 and 3 targets. When he makes a range attack and hits, 
which it, you know probably going to happen if you use your probability control. Each hit character is dealt damage equal to the result instead of normal damage. Yes, you can use blades from range from a 55-point character, mm. which is awesome. So uh, let's look at the damage powers. Uh, two clicks of probs, two clicks of en not enhancement power, and then one more click of probability control at the end. His last click does have a 17 defense with regeneration. Now, because of the, tr the changes of the rules of regeneration, you cannot heal him to top dial, but you can get him click two. And click two is actually pretty awesome because from click one to click two, he goes from 17 to 18 defense, and he switches from super senses to combat reflexes. Yep, 20 defense versus close beautiful he still keeps that special on his second click he only has it for his first two clicks so if they want to avoid the ranged knives and base him he has 20 defense and he still has props this is a fantastic 55 point character um but just to make it a little bit better he has a trait it's called just lucky i guess once per game, when Longshot would be KO'd, instead turn him to click number 5 and give him an action token that doesn't deal pushing damage. Click number 5 is a click with regen, by the way. Very nice. This is a solid piece. Coming back to life, I like it. Uh, X-Men never do that, so that's really... Yeah, it's, it's a really, <laughs> really good piece. And if you're just not a huge fan of Longshot and you don't want to... The older one, which I think was like Wolverine and the X-Men. Yep. I don't even remember how many points he was, but I know he was more than 55. Long shot. Uh, let's see. Number nine from Wolverine and the X-Men was 75 points. So, uh, yeah. Save yourself 20 points. Get yourself a solid probability controller as well as possibly a tertiary attacker. Yeah, not having any form of movement attack does kind of hurt him. You mean, of course, until click three and four where he doesn't have range. But with the mutant bus, it'll be pretty easy to get him into position. I like him. Yeah. I like him a lot. Good stuff. All right. All right. Moving on to Moon Knight's favorite pop star, we have Dazzler. Oh, boy. Allison Blair here coming in at 45 points, five range. No team affiliation, no special combat symbols. She has celebrity and X-Men... Keywords. She starts off her dial, her five click long dial, two clicks of sidestep, then two clicks of running shot, and then nothing. Topped off, she has two clicks of penetrating psychic blast with a solid 10 attack. Top two clicks also have ESD with 17 and 16. She has two damage throughout her entire dial with a special damage power. Her last three clicks also have willpower, by the way. Her special damage power is born to be center stage. Opposing characters occupying squares within range and line of fire can't use stealth and they modify their defense value by negative one. So pair that with her sidestep, her natural five range, and that is pretty amazing just because they get an automatic negative one. And that's all opposing characters, occupying swords from range and line of fire of Dazzler. Ooh, she signs. She signs so bright. Ooh, I love it. She's really good. Really, really good. 45 points, sidestep her around, do whatever you need to do, and just really bring down the enemy team. So, uh, as far as the X-Men set goes, 
I know that we kind of spoke about this last week, but the set itself is actually really good. Um, a bunch of unclicked figures that you've never seen. The figures that are, are are in there are actually pretty decent. There's not a bunch of like really big disappointment pieces in the set. Coupled Very with true. this OP kit, man, this is like looking like the year of X-Men figures. Oh yeah, totally agree. This is gonna be a great year for X Men. So, and remember the uh, last OP kit, or maybe was it an OP kit with uh, Forge and Bishop and? Those were the prizes for the WKOs, the winner WKOs. Thank you. So pretty much an OP kit. All right, so those were pretty decent too. Oh yeah, those were all really good. So. Man, this is like the time for X-Men Hero Clicks over the past couple of years. So. Absolutely. And they've been really good at putting X-Men in OP kits whenever they can't, you know, fit them into a set. Yeah. So that's always good. So I'm all for it. I mean, it's a good, good time to be alive for a X-Men collecting, X-Men keyword collecting Hero Clicks player. Absolutely, Chris. Cool. All right, so... No more news from your end? That is it for me. Okay. Well, let's move on to something I'm actually really excited about, and that is our Patreon. Now, this is the first month that we've been able to do this. Hopefully, we'll do it some justice, but I'm really excited about this because I think some people didn't exactly understand how it would work, but uh, let's uh, let's look at... What we got going on here. With our Patreon, we have introduced a cumulative donations reward program. And with that, uh, we're keeping track of your overall donations through however long you guys decide to donate to us. Um, We've got three people that are going to rank up in their heroic level. And we encourage people to help the podcast out, the value for value model. And uh, let's just kind of get into it. All right. All right. So we have two people that are actually going to be ranking up from just an average Dial H for Hero Clicks listener to the rank of citizen, and that is from one to nine dollars in cumulative donations. Those citizens and forever will be known as citizen until they rank up again are going to be Michael Miller, thank you very much, and Superfan Seth Aaron. So uh, thank you guys, I really appreciate that. All right, so moving on to the next rank of ours uh coming in with a donation of ten dollars per month jumping from listener straight past citizen straight to vigilante uh which is 10 to 19 dollars per uh i'm sorry total is going to be ronnie wineland wineland so uh we really appreciate that guys uh we will keep track of this and the longer you guys donate, the more you're going to rank up in our 125 ranking system, 5 being Dial H Superfan. However, Seth, if you make it to Dial H Superfan and rank 5 and you're already a Superfan, I don't I don't know what to call you. I'm just going to be straight out. Super, super fan. Super, super fan. So, uh, listeners, if, uh, yeah, you feel like we are giving you value and listening to this podcast, 
you feel like you want to help us out uh, completing uh, every four, what, four episodes a month is what we put out? Yep. So, yeah, if you want to help us out, just go to patreon.com and start ranking up yourself in the Dial H ranking system. All right. Trying to do too much stuff at <laughs> I can't chew gum and be on a podcast at the same time. That's impossible. Right. Yep. All right. So uh, just because that was a little bit, uh, we are going to move directly into the community, which is going to be Community Tuesdays. And, uh, you know, interestingly, I think I inadvertently created two community questions this month, this uh, week. This <laughs> is over here. He's putting glitches in the Matrix again, making two <laughs> community questions. So, so I actually, from my end, I don't know what it looks like on your end, but I got more answers for the second community question than the first community question. So let's let's do one by one. So community question Tuesday, the official one. The question was, what comic book or video game would you like to see made into a live action movie in 2018? All right. Uh, do you want to start us off, Calder? Yeah, absolutely. So first off for Facebook, we have Vigilante Ronnie Wieland, Lost Planet, the video game as a movie. And he has a quote here, would make me so happy, says Craig from South Park. <laughs> um, Mr. Clicks Flicks says Transformers hands down which by the way uh, there were multiple responses to each other and stuff like that and we always encourage that on the Dial H podcast uh, you see responses to the community questions you guys want to comment on each other and have a conversation do that that's part of the community that we're building you guys talk to each other it's fantastic it's wonderful Mr. Clicksflakes, like I said, Transformers, hands down. Eric the Red responded, I'm sure you mean Beast Wars. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, do you remember Beast Wars? Because I love Beast Wars. Um, but Mr. Clicksflakes said, nope, talking about G1 Generation 1, but Beast Ooh. Wars would be cool, too. All right. I see, I see. Brian Pulling, Horizon Zero Dawn, just giant robot dinosaurs and people like kill them with bows and arrows. Just don't let Michael Bay produce it. Although that sounds like the exact kind of thing Michael Bay would want to produce. Um, everyone would explode, and that, that's basically the end of that movie. <laughs> Sadly. Uh, collectible said, Venture Bros! Special Ooh. Care would have to be taking care for the flavor text, but holy crap would these be fun. Nope. The ghost of Abraham Lincoln is unofficially the first Venture Brothers piece, and he linked a picture <laughs> of an episode of the Venture Bros where there is actually a ghostly Abraham Lincoln. In Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet. Very nice. On the Facebook, David Herberger said, he loves Alan Moore's comic called Top Ten. His entire world of metahumans and the story revolves around police force that tries to keep the peace. Basically, superhuman cops... But, you know, better I love, than I love superhuman cops. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Tiemu, our man from Finland, uh, said for comic book, maybe The Boys by Garth Ennis or Transmetropolitan by Warren the Ellis. Boys. Yeah. Nice. Uh, actually, that would that'd be really good. Transmetropolitan, really uh, it, it was a fantastic storyline. So if that got made into a real movie, that could be made into a movie that a lot of people would enjoy. Um, as for a video game, I haven't played it yet, but from what I know about it, 
Horizon Zero Dawn could make a cool movie. Absolutely. Nick Zim, I'd like to see the Earth X trilogy animated. Live action, maybe Moon Knight, just not a Batman clone. I want full-on schizophrenic Mark. That'd be nice to see, wouldn't it? I would love an Earth X animated trilogy. Marvel needs to get their animated team poop in a group here so we can get really cool Marvel animated stuff. As you know, I am an avid uh, Moon Knight fan. So anything that Moon Knight could be put into, I am all for. I love Moon Knight. I've cosplayed Moon Knight a handful of times. And yes, please. Eric the Red said Ocarina of Time for the game. That would be pretty interesting. Hmm. Um, And for the comic, The Goon. Which I've never gotten around to reading The Goon, but I always wanted to. I've not heard of The Goon, so I am unaware of that comic. It's basically like, from what I know about it, some he doesn't have a costume or anything like that, and I, he may be in overalls if I remember correctly, but he just carries around a wrench. It's and a, from what I know, the writing is fantastic. So it's almost like super, but not quite. Okay, because that dude's superpower was a wrench, pretty much. Mm. And he had a costume. I don't know if you ever seen Super. It's by. Same dude that is Guardians of the Galaxy, you know. James Gunn. Hey, there's Cat. Anyways, like all sorts of around. Yeah, James Gunn, what a guy. <laughs> anyway, on Facebook, Andrew Olsen. I would love to see Mass Effect movie on the comic book side of things. I think Nailbiter would make an awesome movie. Andrew Olsen, I have a question for you. Mass Effect 1, 2, or 3? And explain why. Uh, Little Plastic Superheroes says, for a comic book, a Metamorpho movie based on the Legends of Tomorrow book would be pretty cool. Now, I know that you like Metamorpho, or at least like playing the hero clip, Calder. Yep. So, are you aware of this? I assume it's a storyline, Legends of Tomorrow. I am absolutely unfamiliar with the comic book, Legends of Tomorrow. Maybe it's an actual title. I'm not really sure. It might be a title. I will have to check it out. I really like the hero play. That is absolutely true. It's a favorite of mine. Uh, I remember him from the animated series back... Uh, see, yeah, he was in a few animated episodes. Yeah, and I liked him back then, so we'll see. Uh, to finish out the rest of this tweet, he says, I know it's a boring idea, but I would like to see a Call of Duty Modern Warfare trilogy done. Um, okay. Call of Duty, of all things. I mean, all right. I'm not knocking. Nice. Tristan Campos on the Facebook. Spatterhouse. That's a video game movie they cannot mess up. Just monsters, gore, monsters. Comic book side, I'd go with the flame and carrot. He was supposed to be a Mystery Men movie, but cut the idea because they thought audience would have found it weird. Of all things, they would have found weird. They cut the... All right. <laughs> all right. We have Jake Robinson coming in and said... The Woods or Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. If you have never read Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, first of all, Matt Fraction is actually a fantastic writer in most things that he writes. I've read a lot of stuff by Matt Fraction. But I will say many, many people consider his run on Hawkeye 
one of the definitive runs on the Hawkeye character. So if you don't know who like Hawkeye is as a character, you, maybe you don't really like him that much, or maybe you want to know more about him as a character, this is definitely one of those runs that you need to read. Uh, you'll get who he is, and then I would absolutely love to see, what's his name, Jeremy Renner? Yep. Do a Matt Fraction's Hawkeye like MCU version, like that would be fantastic. However, the um, Family Man they set Hawkeye up to be might be a bit odd. I will say this: um, the so the Marvel Cinematic Universe already set itself up from kind of like day one with the with the Avengers. So like day two, uh, the Avengers movie is actually the plotline is a combination of the six one six universe with Loki being the reason that the Avengers came together, and yep. the Ultimate Universe being that the Chitari are the reason that the Ultimates came together. So the Ultimates being that version of the Avengers. Um, in the Ultimates Universe, you have Hawkeye, and Hawkeye has a family. Um, by the way, the Ultimates Universe is not exactly PG-rated. So nope. Yeah, keep that in mind. But yeah, spoiler alert. But I think we're past the statute of limitations on this. In like fifteen years. Yeah. So Hawkeye's entire family gets murdered. Ooh. He he is a family man, and he works for Shield just like he does in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and then his entire family gets just slaughtered, and then he goes on a killing spree. So. If they did implement Matt, so Fraction's, Hawkeye is Punisher in the Ultimate Universe. It's really weird because like they they capture him when they murder his family, and then he like kills a bunch of people with his fingernails and stuff. I don't. It's well, well <laughs> comics, folks. Resourceful. Comics. <laughs> so, so um, I like Ultimate Hawkeye, but it's it's obviously not at all like the 616 version nope. of Hawkeye. So, I don't know. Matt Fraction's version of Hawkeye being translated into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I would love to see it happen, but I just... It, it can't happen unless they kill off Hawkeye's family. Ooh. And I think we don't want that to happen. Yeah, I, they yeah seem I'm, like not, nice I'm not people. advocating <laughs> the death of, like, what, two children and his wife and stuff. His wife. Yeah. Let's not... Uh, Chris Caffron on Facebook. I want to see an hour-long, serialized, quarterly Destiny movie that starts from the viewpoint of a citizen in the last city and the struggles and backstories that take us through all the deep lore. I find it very sad that few people know the character stories and history of Destiny. It's very cool and complex. may even revive some of Bungie's failures in that area. You know, because they've tried Halo movies, which didn't really stick so well. So, Destiny was good. Played it for a while. The raids were fun. That wizard came from the moon. All that good stuff. It'll it'll be interesting to see if they ever do a Destiny uh, thing. They probably won't, but it would be cool. I would be interested in it. I always wanted to play Destiny, but I heard some really mixed stuff from people that I personally know about it. So I just I kind of like never got I, into it. I got really tired of playing it fast. You know, you kind of need friends. Not saying I know my friends, but I mean... Once you played a bunch, played a bunch, played a bunch, and you just kind of stop for a while, then everybody kind of gets ahead of you, and you kind of like, uh, maybe not. Oh, is it one of those games where you just you have to like grind forever? 
it's pretty grindy. The first one was. I haven't bought Destiny 2, and I don't think I will, but hmm. the raids especially felt really grindy, but the That's multiplayer, just killing each other, was pretty fun. Disappointing. Well, to move on, uh, we have an answer from Citizen and Superfan Seth Aaron, whose weekly Twitter name is... Oh, man... Somebody touch a my spaghetti. Spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> oh. If you're not familiar oh, wow. with that meme, please search it out. PewDiePie does uh, some videos where he breaks down recent memes and kind of grades them and stuff like that. Did a did a decent job on a somebody touch my spaghetti. That entire yeah. little animated short is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we randomly revived it now, but we have, and it's uh. pretty good. Good stuff. So his answer is, boy, oh boy, Gears of War Saga, Left for Dead, the Halo Saga, and Spawn. And then he put in parentheses, stop hogging him, Todd. And Todd (laughs) won't do that. We all know that, but that's just how he is. Now, to go back to your answer, Left for Dead is by far one of my favorite video games in the entire history so of video games. Now, to be said, Left 4 Dead is not a game that you play by yourself. It's just not. It is a game that you play with other people. But if you can get three other people, and you guys are like, is this still called landing? Oh, God, I feel old, man. Yeah, technically. You can get in a party. You sound really uh, cool. All right, well, you get, you get four people, four actual people. And you just sit down one night, you order pizza, you're all hanging out. It's it's better if you do it in one house instead of over It's better event. if you do it in person. Totally yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I've done this multiple times where we've had two TVs right next to each other, all four people sitting down, all running through, killing zombies together. It is so fun. It is by far one of the best co-op experiences I've ever had in my entire life. Nice. So I am all for Left 4 Dead, and the thing is, it actually has a really good storyline. It does. If you really pay does. attention to the storyline. all like the voice lines and the cues and everything exactly. going on. Exactly. Yeah. It's not thrown in your face like a lot of video games where there's like cut scenes and stuff like that. No, you have to pay attention to these like in the background cues and voice lines and things like that. If you are paying attention to those and you piece together you know, bit by bit, the storyline, it's a fantastic game. couple yeah. of games. Yeah, Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 are really good. The opening cinematics Left 4 Dead 2 always gets me just pumped to play, so absolutely. I'd you know love to see both I, of them. I am going to link that. I forgot to mention this earlier. All of the articles that we talked about earlier, we will definitely link those in the show notes, the podcast notes uh, for you to click and go and read and see that we weren't making stuff up. But I will go ahead and I will put the Left 4 Dead 2 opening cinematic in there just for your viewing pleasure because it is it's so it's cool. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, Brandon Roberts, Moon Knight is the only one I can think of, and that's okay because here at Dial H, we love us some Moon Knight. Yes, sir. Uh, Chris Kurtz says Invincible, hashtag Kirkman. Yes, please, Invincible mm. is fantastic. And Robert Kirkman is by far one of the best comic book writers in the last decade. 
Okay. It's kind of hard to follow that statement. Peter Zachary, comic book would be an X-Force movie, so we can get Duke, of all things, in the MCU, and Phantom X, or Red Sun Superman story. I thought they did an animated Red Sun Superman, but I may be mistaken. I, uh, video game, they... I thought I thought they did, but I could be if wrong. If they didn't, they should, because it's a really solid storyline. Oh, it is. And for his video game, he said, we'd like to see a Persona movie, most likely Persona 5. I've not played Persona, but from what I understand, people really like him. Okay. I have also not played that, but yeah, I've heard a thing or two about it. Uh, and my last answer on here is from Mr. Graves. I like your little picture you've got on Twitter, Mr. Graves. Uh, it's the Joker. It's Heath Ledger Joker. Uh, it's weird because he, he just put hashtags for stuff. So Marvel Zombies, Kingdom Come irredeemable and what if um, they should absolutely make a King Kong movie but it is one I'm, I'm telling you right now if you don't do the Kingdom Come storyline correctly and with a lot of care and with a lot of love and keep it as like comic accurate as humanly possible there will be so much rage oh yeah from the comic book universe. People like, love, love Kingdom Come. You cannot afford to mess that one up. Oh, it is by far one of the best DC storylines of all time. Oh, it, yeah. Ha- hands down. There's, I'm sorry, but if, listener, if you disagree, you, you hated Kingdom Come, please message in. And I would love to talk to anyone that thinks differently. Please. So, real quick, I want to say, a lot of people hyped up Kingdom Come for me. And I know, I thought it was good. I just didn't think it was that good for it being only four issues. I definitely felt it could have been longer. That's my only gripes with Kingdom Come. Well, part of it is the art itself. Because oh, Alex yes, Rao, because Alex, Alex Ross, Ross did, the, did the art, and he's amazing. And I don't know if anybody knows this out there, but uh, as far as... So, mm, in the world of art, and we're talking like high-end art, as in put into museums and stuff level art the very first piece of comic book art that was ever inducted into i think it was the metropolitan museum in new york Hmm. uh the first ever comic book art was from alex ross it was like at that moment finally comic book art was considered real art you know what i mean yeah, okay. Like high art. So that's a thing. And then it just – if you read it when you're young, I think, I just – I didn't get as much of what they were trying to convey in that storyline. And then I reread it a few years later, and it made a lot more sense. And then I reread it again for a third time a few more years later, and I was like, this keeps making more and more and more sense every single time I read it. Hmm. All right. So read it again, man. I mean, yeah, I guess I'll have to reread it. I know I just wasn't as impressed. See, that's my only problem. Was I was like, huh, ah, it was okay. Superman was like Iron Man in Civil War, and that was kind of like all I took away from it. So, yeah, I think it's definitely worth a reread on it my definitely part. definitely is. And if nothing else, the art is just beautiful. It is good. Is it yeah. mine? I'm trying to, yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's see here. Oh, Chris Capron did it twice. Okay, wait. He had two. He just did video games for the first one. Here are his comic answers. My bad. It seems in between him 
commenting, people were too fast and got me all messed up. So for comics, he'd like to see something around Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips' Sleeper from Wildstorm. With a Point Blank, Grifter, Lynch, etc. Enough legs for an HBO original. Think mm-hmm. The Wire, but with superpowers. Okay. Speaking of Wildstorm, Global Frequency would make another great show. Almost like a Scorpion slash Person of Interest type deal. Uh, Brubaker's a good writer, so... Oh, yeah. So, it, I think that they could adequately adapt whatever he wrote into a good anything. Very true. How many more do you have left on Facebook? I just have two more. Okay, go for it. So, Paul and Daniel Groff, a comic-accurate wanted movie. Uh, that'd be pretty pretty awesome. Wanted, that was, the, that was the Bullets one, right? That came out a few years ago, where they yeah, yeah. curved them? Okay. I thought that was fun. I don't know how comic accurate it was, but oh god, it was it was horrible, dude. Oh okay. In no way, shape, or form did the movie represent the actual wanted comic book. Oh. So they should remake that and not put Angelina Jolie and and just for sure do it by the book. All right, and last we have Matthew Hall. I don't know if they would do it, but I would love to see a video game movie about Warframe. I think the material has strong narrative, points to build a good story around, while still offering creative freedom for the team, making it as for comics. So I would love to see a movie based on Kingdom Come or Injustice. I think both do well in serving the Civil War for DCEU, even though both would need pre-established cinematic universes before one took place. I would love to see an Injustice movie, too, because that's a really solid storyline. For sure. Was that... That's, that is the last one on Facebook. I was going to ask, what video game, comic, or movie do you really want to see, Chris? Video game... Okay, this is going to be... There There are going to be, f- like, three of our listeners that know what I'm talking about when I say this. And I do not know how they could actually put this into movie form. But the game or the franchise, Twisted Metal. <laughs> oh, yes! I would love to see a live-action Twisted Metal movie it, i i feel like in my head it would run something along the lines of death race but i just want to see more vehicular combat like i just people shooting missiles and stuff at each other i think it's fantastic what about you mad max on steroids i would kill to see it i would like to see for video games they made a phoenix right in japan but it would be more satisfying if it was in english for me so I would really love to see a video game Phoenix Wright movie, because I love Phoenix Wright. And I think a TV show, a Team Fortress 2 TV show, could be done very well. Like the first nine episodes, talk about the mercs, and then establish the world. And it could even go on to do like Man vs. Machine or something. I just think that TF2 is such a cool art, it's a very artsy like game for a first-person shooter, and its time period is so you know fun that that would make a really cool TV show. Okay, cool. All right, well, let's move on to my accidental secondary community question that we I created this week. This is what happens when you're bored at work, and ah. you're like, I just want to see what the community is doing. So I put out another question, and it said, Hey, guys and gals, played any good games of Heroclix recently? What did you use, and how did it go? I've got Critical Missive said, uh, Oh, man, he's all over the place. Like in responses, I played Vintage Guardians of the Galaxy team with the Uncommon Star Lord slash Chase movie rocket combo to give my team 19 defense. By the way, that's a nasty combo, and I love it. Uh, ran a Martyr 
as my primary and rounded things out with Guardians of the Galaxy 2 movie Baby Groot. Aww. That's just beautiful. On Facebook, Kari Sampson, 750 points of Foot Clan and two glorious losing efforts. Huh. <laughs> Wait, ser- 750 yeah, points of Foot I'm, Clan? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out the... <laughs> how many How many figures is that? A lot, if they're trusted. Okay, all right. We uh, Collectible said, uh, Nick Fury, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Nomad is a hoss. As long as a friendly cap is nearby, blades at range, and linked a really cool photo. By the way, I like getting photos on Twitter, so send send stuff like this. Um, in this photo, you got Nomad, and he's standing next to a Captain America. It looks like the one um, from the Captain America movie. But then there's like the Hulk from Ragnarok and Odin from Ragnarok. It just it's a really sweet picture. So nice. Check that out. Jake Robinson. Had a 500 points with Space Turtles, Mona Lisa, Casey Jones, and Fugitoid. It was really fun. Mikey's Smoke Cloud gives friendly characters sidestep. is really handy for positioning. I like the Space Turtles a lot. They fit an even 300, so playing them with even more support can only be super fun. Oh, my gosh. I, I like Mona Lisa, too. In, in the actual show, she's pretty cool. Ah. Little plastic superhero said... Uh, oh, man, he might be another place in this. Played a 500-point game with the theme being two of the character, two of the characters have to be associates. Ended up, and that's in quotes, associates. Ended up running uh, World's Finest Booster Gold, World's Finest Blue Beetle, OP Skeet at full value, Captain and L.E. Guy Garner possessed by Butcher with Constructs. Skeets played awesome, boosting everybody's attack. And then, at the risk of wordiness, we recently had a 400... Oh, that's that the wrong... That's the wrong thing. I'm reading the wrong thing. I'm sorry, guys. Guys, if you if you answer on Twitter, try to like make it one like thread. Don't post like six times. It's hard to all this stuff should be noted that guy gardner was played at his lower point value the synergy was awesome it sounds awesome and uh should have linked should have linked a picture that sounds like a really fun team like a little bit of everything there i like it I like it a lot tamu played 400 points of what if iron man lost the armor wars inspired by the upcoming i'm uh, sorry the uncommon sorry upcoming what if set the uncommon from what if from that same story. Highlight of the three rounds played was Stiltman quaking at Wolverine and then Cable off a, wolf, uh, a rooftop while fighting X-Force and the Avengers compound maps. This is Sparta! Just Stiltman kicking people off. Other two games were losses, sadly, to Starfleet and a bunch of Star Trek aliens, of all things. Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> Uh, let's see, Citizen, super fan, and somebody touching my spaghetti! Respond. <laughs> Playing a sealed X-Men event on Sunday, so that's today. He clearly played that earlier. And that'll be the first since November. Man. Wow. That's a, that's a while. Uh, Seth, seriously, you need to let us know how that game went. Gotta know. David Herberger, 400-point runaways. Besides only rolling leadership once in three games, Gertrude and Old Lady, Old Lace, Put lots of stress on my opponents. Once Old Lace transfers damage to Gertrude, you can use Nico to heal her back up. 
choosing support and whatnot. I like it. That synergy, though. Uh, Mr. Clicks Flicks said, working on getting a 400-point game in on Saturday. That's all he said. And I'm going to tell you, we did get that game in on Saturday. Oh, that was you? Yep. Oh, man, how'd that go? That, oh, it's a secret to everyone. It's our secret match that we did. It's like Rocky fighting Creed. You know, at the end of Rocky 3, they just like ding, ding, do their right. little even match right to even themselves out. Uh, no, so I'll, I'll do it after we get to the rest of these questions, just so okay. we can, the answers, sure. I mean. So, back to me is Andrew Sabina. I almost said Sabrina, like the teenage witch. It's Sabina. Nice. I'll just say Batman's utility belt looks great on Midnighter. He and Prometheus make an effective pair. Very nice. Apollo's going to get jealous, but very nice. Oh, man. That's a man tugging at my own heartstrings when he starts talking about the authority. <laughs> I love me some authority. Uh, <laughs> Eric the Red, I'm going up against the Justice League Emperor Joker, fitted with Batman's utility belt. Plan to have title Thor, Jane Foster, by the way, super awesome combo. And, as Guardian Cap, show him what's what. May throw a little Mangog and Captain Stacy in there too. 400 point game. Let us know how that went. Everybody needs awesome. a little Mangog. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Connor and I have an inside joke, but it's not appropriate for this podcast. Definitely not. Anyways, my last one on Facebook, Peter Zachary. I have a 500-point team, Ironmonger 2.0, Red Sun Batman, and four foot soldiers. That sounds horrible and terrifying to play against. LE Ghost Rider, Extremist Brute. You're basically giving points away, but as they die, they all explode, and the foot soldiers can come back to life. Ironmonger and Batman, they both cause the additional damage, and Ghost Rider locks its damage up. One each time, every time a soldier dies. That is nasty, and I really like free damage teams like that. <laughs> uh, critical Missives said, I'm going to try to make this one a little bit more succinct. Made it to the final game at the local gaming store where I faced a Lex Luthor, Joker, Doer, Joker Duo-powered Gotham Underworld team. My opponent was using Harleys, Harleys, plural, to perp up his duo and Black Mask to allow the, the duo a free movement to set up a perped duo attack. He used that trick to take out Martyr on turn two. Uh, then came Roaring back with energy explosion after energy explosion from Rocket and Star-Lord uh, to take out both Harleys and reduce Lex. Joker to last click and Black Mask to his second to last click. Uh, you said you were done, right? I am done. Uh, I think I have like two more. So HeroClix Pro said... We were amped for the return of The Flash on TV, so set up a game from characters from the CW shows. Linked to picture, sweet picture, and in this picture, I see Zoom, Vibe, uh, let's see, that is going to be Vandal Savage, that's The Flash, and that's the actual arrow, like the one that they made for the TV show that came with the arrow cycle and diggle, so nice. that's pretty cool. And lastly... Uh, we have Jedi Legend, 300-point 300, 300 casual Wolverine with Cyclops, Mercury, um, WXSCI, I don't, I don't know what that is, and a ninja versus Belphegor and his demons backed up with TMNT foes Bebop and Rocksteady. Rocksteady, the villains never stood a chance. So another picture linked, fantastic. You got you got your Bebop, you got your Rocksteady. They're a couple squares away from each other, and but... Look like they're facing the right direction, trying to take some uh, stuff going down. So, there's that. Nice. 
Um, okay, that's all I have. Uh, let's keep going. Yeah, so to finish up my match, me and James, we were using the Roll20. It's a website that you can use, and you can actually use it to play hero clicks. It was mostly kind of used for Dungeons & Dragons and the such, but we were kind of working on being one of the first people to play like a full game and get it recorded. Now, spoiler alert, this recording will not be what you see because it did not record my audio the entire time. But we still had a really fun game that we played. So we will eventually do a rematch. Who, who won this game doesn't matter. And I'm not saying that just because I won. It just, it does. You thought I was going to say lost. Just because I won. Yeah. But okay. Anyways, uh, mostly because uh, it, I didn't record. So we're probably not going to post it. I mean, right? It's basically James talking to himself, moving things around the screen. But it was really fun. My dice rolls on this computer roll it, like, type in, you type slash, roll, space, 2d6, whatever. My dice rolls on this website are the best they have ever been. So I almost don't want to take real dice to my venue anymore. It's like, hey, can we play on my computer? And I'll just, I'll roll my dice on this. And because I was rolling nines and eights and like, I was rolling high. I rolled two fours once and probed out of both of them. I played an Avengers team. I had the Fast Forces Hulk, you know, the quakey one. I had the Sam Falcon, Captain America. I had the old man Steve Rogers, Captain America. I had Eric Masterson, Jane Foster, Thorbuster Iron Man, and, of course, Thunderstrike and Thor on the sideline. That Thorbuster, which Chris talked about on Hidden Gems a few months ago, is really stupid good. Just amazing I mean, he was he was great against James's Thunderbolts team. You know, Baron Zemo, Red Hulk, Red Leader, and Mach Four, I believe. And it was it was great. It was great. His rolls were not the best, but mine were really good. And we're definitely going to do a rematch. I don't know if we're going to use the same teams or what we're going to do, but check that out on the Mister Clicksflix channel soon. Uh, a flavor fail on the Thunderbolts team, by the way. Just putting that out there. <laughs> not important. But uh, I'm glad you had fun, man. And yeah, listener, go go watch those things. Good things. It's Good fun. things. Of of Calder apparently rolling the best he's ever rolled in his entire life. It was really, I mean. All right, what else we got, man? That is it on Facebook. That's it for me. And we have a few community questions. That I, I'm so good at, I almost forgot them again. I had to set a phone reminder to remind me halfway through. Malcolm Rush sent questions. You know, he sent two questions because it took me so long to answer his first question. So, Okie dokie. I haven't looked over them too much. Malcolm Rush, they, he normally has pretty in-depth questions. So, yeah, like, I'm just scrolling back up. And he's like, you know, there's three signs of old age. Number one, you forget things. Number two, can't remember. So, <laughs> let's go. All right, I believe this is it. Yeah, January 15th. I'm bad. I'm really bad. Oh, Questions. Man. Yep. Uh, all of these will focus on sets. What is the best set of all time? This is all opinionated, by the way. Um. Oh, man. That's that's a really hard question. Of all time? I'm just going to pick one for time's sake. Uh, the Ultimates set is what I'm going to pick. All right. All, loved it. All Santa Fury. Agent Shield. Okay. Worst set of all time. Uh, Sinister. Harley Quinn. All right. <laughs> Wait, really? 
You didn't uh, like the Harley Quinn set? No, it was good. Uh, I'll just say Teen Titans, because that is definitely a horrible set. Okay. Number three. Surprise set that you heard and did care about, but when it came out, you were shocked about how good the set was. Like, really a set that you're just like, well, that's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, dude, no. Hands down, Harley Quinn. I thought that that set was going to be horrible. Like, so stupidly bad. And then... It actually turned out to be pretty good, and the and the chases are pretty sweet too. I honestly was not looking forward to World's Finest, Batman, Superman. Don't yeah, you know, I'm not the main guy, main guy for me on DC, but I enjoyed everything that was in World's Finest that had nothing to do with Batman or Superman. So like that to me was a great set, all the generics especially. So loved it. Number four, a set that needs to be redone besides the Fast Forces. Just just like if you had to choose any set. To be redone, what would it be? Duh, Ultimates, man. <laughs> I need Ultimate Thor, Ultimate Cap, Ultimate Hawkeye. I need all of them again. And, if I'm not mistaken, they're back in the comics. Like, they killed that universe off, but I'm yeah. pretty sure they brought it back. So, that means there is a future where I get an Ultimate Thor with his axe hammer again. Very nice. I would like to see another Captain America set remake, just because I dug the chases so much, all the alternate versions of Cap. Number five. The set makes no sense why they put these characters in it. So what set are you just like, what? Wonder Woman. The Wonder Woman set. Yep. Why would you put Teen Titans in a Wonder Woman set? That makes zero sense. I'm going to answer that same, because that really boggled the mind there. (laughs) There's some really stupid stuff that WizKids has done over the over the years that I've, I've been here. I'm an OG in this game, man. Like I've been around for a while, and even recently, like that was what? Why? But but why? Just ridiculous, WizKids. And last one for these questions, but most disapproving, really hyped upset. But when it came out, you were just really disappointed. Um, Avengers Assembled. I thought that that set was going to be the definitive, like, Avengers set for me. And I even told – I remember telling my brother this. I'm like, dude, I'm going to spend so much money on this set. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to have all these pieces in it that I want. And then the set came out, and I was like, uh, why did the the chases pretty much suck? Uh, I did manage to get King Thor, which was fantastic. And I did pull that off of, believe it or not. I went into a shop, I got one pack, and I pulled King Thor out of that one pack. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, the the super rares were, like, very underwhelming to me. I did not care about that cap. I did not care about that Thor. Uh, I, Night Mask, really? Like, that sucked. Ex Nihilo, I like next Ex Nihilo. He's cool in the comics. Hickman did a really good job on him, but... Um, why would you make him 190 points? Like, the, everything about that set was just, like, really disappointing, almost. All right. I'll have to say Teen Titans. I like the Teen Titans. I think a lot of people like the Teen Titans. And I think we all were kind of disappointed in how that set turned out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And Malcolm Rush's Valentine's Day questions. Oh, because yeah. That, that's coming around. So... Which Heroclix characters, in comic book form, in Clix form, wherever you choose, are the best couple? I'm 
I'm gonna go off of like couples that once existed because they're not together anymore. But I am actually a huge fan of Mockingbird and Hawkeye being together. I really like them. They were good. I will say, I don't know, Squirrel Girl and Speedball, great couple. What is the worst <laughs> couple in Heroclix? Uh, ooh. Batman and Superman. Batman and Superman, <laughs> horrible couple. That's the worst. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if there's any people I hate being together. Uh, I at for I will say this at first I was a little iffy when like Black Widow hooked up with Bucky. Oh yeah. I but then it turned out I liked them being together too, so I was like, eh, whatever, sure, why not? I'll say Wolverine and Jean. That was always super awkward. Whenever that <laughs> happened. <laughs> okay. Number three, can't believe this couple, this work couple. In Quick's form, this couple should not work together, but does so in Quick's form. Maybe a couple that works really well together. Hmm. Is he talking like individual hero clicks that work together? I would say individual hero clicks that just function very well together for no reason. You're just like, huh, very interesting. Ant-Man and Captain America. And I'm talking about the one from the box set, Ant-Man. And uh, Captain America from the Fast Forces. Oh, amazing. Fantastic combo. So good. All right. Uh, I'm just going to agree with that because I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Make a Valentine's theme team. So, just really quick, you can do all sorts of things with a Valentine's theme team. For me, I would do Squirrel Girl and Chipmunk Hunk, and then that's it. Play a ton of Chipmunk Hunks and one Squirrel Girl, and that is all. Or, <laughs> you, know, you, can, you can choose to do whatever you want, of course. You know, make a, a Jack of Hearts and Death team, because they get along really well together, because he stayed dead <laughs> for a long time. Death, Jean Grey, Jack of Hearts, Professor X, uh, and Wolverine, all in one team. <laughs> there you go. There's Valentine's team. Um, make a Love Suck theme team. I am. I don't know what that means. I gotta agree. You gotta say maybe just uh, man, love sucks. You're one of those people on Valentine's Day who's just like I hate that everybody celebrates Valentine's Day. So if you want, want me to put salty losers that get heartbroken, just make a team full of cyclopses. Oh wait, actually, th- that reminded me of uh, a couple that I absolutely did actually hate. I finally remembered one. I hate Bruce Banner and Betty. I hate them together. Really? It's so annoying to read. I just... There is nothing of value in that relationship to me. So every time that I see a comic book and those two are interacting, I'm like, oh, God, are they going to get together again? Please don't. I don't care about your love interest. Just punch stuff. Uh, just so yeah, punch stuff. All right. that. <laughs> and favorite and least favorite... Pink or red power? To end it all off. Pink or red power? Um, let's see. Flurry blades, precision strike, red. Range combat expert. Sidestep, precision strike, invincible, or empower. Empower is the worst one out of all of those. That is the, the least useful. Pretty much. Those eight powers. I'm going to go with that one. All right. My least favorite? Yeah, I'd agree with empower. My favorite pink power has got to be sidestep. Really? Favorite. I like Invincible. Yeah. That's, Invincible that's probably... is really good, but 
sidestep. I love that. Love the shuffling around the board. Okay. Is that it? Are those all the questions? That is. Those are all the questions, actually. All we right. Did it. We, we made it, guys. We did we it, yeah. All right, well, uh, let's see. I, do, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else, Calder? That is all. For sure okay. this time. Refresh. Yes, that is all. All right, well, uh, let's see. Don't forget to write in on Community Tuesdays. You can answer our community questions on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, you can find us at Dial H for Hero Clicks. That's the number four on Twitter. You can find us. Just search for Dial H for Hero Clicks on uh, Facebook. Dial H for Hero Clicks at gmail.com on the interwebs. If you want to feel like you want to send us an email, which happens from time to time. Um, we don't have anything to give away this week, but we'll get more stuff, so don't worry about that. Uh, for those of you that are getting on our Patreon, we're we're working on like the, the rewards and stuff. We're trying to figure that out. So those of you that have donated, we're going to work with you guys. Don't, don't let us forget. We will not forget. Don't worry about that. Um, and uh, Citizen Michael Miller, I don't know if you have written in. On Facebook or on Twitter. So if you have and you're under like a, a pseudonym or something like that, just let us know what your name is so that we know to call you citizen. Um, and that goes for anybody that actually jumps on Patreon and stuff like that. So, All right, man. Um, I can read us out of here and we'll be yeah, good cool. to go. Let's do this. So, as a reminder, Dialage for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye, guys. See ya. Nice laugh.